our first injury report of the week for the Carolina Panthers and the Washington football team who face off in this weekend's match in week 11 of the 2021 NFL season. And it's crossover Thursday. Julian Council of the Locked on Panthers podcast here to talk about the reunion of Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers and the upcoming reunion between Ron Rivera, Cam Newton, and the Carolina Panthers. What is it going to take for the Washington football team to put together back-to-back wins for the first time this season? All of that coming up on this episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. You are Locked on Washington football team, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Thank you for making this show your first listen every single day. I am David Harrison, writer covering the Washington football team for SI.com's Fan Nation. My co-host, Chris Russell, all for today's episode. You can find him on the Russell and Met Her Show 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday on the Team 980, the Washington football team flagship station. You can also find them on the Odyssey app. We are free, we are available on all platforms, and we are on Twitter at WrestleMania621, at DHarrison82, and at LockWFTPod. This weekend, your Washington football team travels to Charlotte, North Carolina to face off against the Carolina Panthers, and as is customary for Sunday games, we received our first injury reports on Wednesday, and a laundry list of names as expected for the Washington football team. Sadiq Charles, the offensive tackle, did not practice on Wednesday due to an illness. Also not practicing on Wednesday, cornerback Kendall Fuller, wide receiver Curtis Samuel, tight end Ricky Seals-Jones, and cornerback Benjamin St. Juice. Limited in practice were offensive lineman Sam Cosme, running back Antonio Gibson, wide receiver Terry McLaurin, tight end Samus Reyes, guard Brandon Scherf, and a full participant but listed with a wrist injury is Danny Johnson, the cornerback for the Carolina Panthers. A much shorter list. Defensive end Marquise Haynes did not practice with a foot injury. Frankie Louvu was limited with a shoulder injury, the linebacker there in Carolina, and two cornerbacks. Full participants listed with injuries were Sean Melvin with a hand and Stanley Thomas Oliver with a toe injury. We'll get more into that here in a minute with Julian Council on this crossover Thursday episode of the Lockdown Washington Football Team podcast. But some other injury updates coming from head coach Ron Rivera on Wednesday as he met with media, first and foremost, tight end Logan Thomas. Basically asked if there's optimism whether or not Thomas can play on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers, and he said, quote, yeah, there still is, end quote. That's about all we got out of Coach Rivera. Uh, there's still optimism. He went on to say that, that Thomas could possibly play with Curtis Samuel. However, basically the same story that we've had for, for the last few weeks, for the last month or so, uh, Ron Rivera even saying that nothing has changed as of Wednesday afternoon. He was on the field working on some other things, not in participation or not participating in individual drills or anything like that. Basically, don't expect to see Curtis Samuel on the field until you see Curtis Samuel on the field. So those are your injury updates from Wednesday. Obviously, more to come Thursday and then the final injury report coming Friday that will have some designations. But let's dive deep into this matchup, this weekend's matchup. Ron Rivera heading back to to Charlotte, North Carolina to take his new squad to face off against his old squad with his old quarterback, Cam Newton, which many of you wanted to see in burgundy and gold for the Washington football team earlier this season. Let's bring in Julian Council of the Locked on Carolina Panthers podcast now for this crossover Thursday conversation. Another crossover Thursday on Locked on Panthers and on Locked On Washington football team, Julian Council, the host of Locked On Panthers, joined this week by David Harrison, the host of Locked On Washington football team. David, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Looking forward to this matchup. Familiarity is the storyline this week, right? It's kind of a homecoming of sorts for 
a lot of folks involved. Obviously, you asked me about Cam Newton, his return to the Carolina Panthers later on in the show, but it will be his debut in his second stint as a Carolina Panther, as he should be starting on Sunday. It also will be the return of their former coach and the guy who coached Cam Newton for those nine seasons here in Carolina, Ron Rivera. From what you've gathered so far this week, how much does this game mean to Ron and this team coming up to Charlotte? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, on the public surface, he's he's doing kind of the the normal song and dance of, you know, he was asked today if he holds any ill will or bitterness towards the Carolina Panthers uh, franchise and David Tepper, of course. And he said, you know, there's no reason to, to hold any bitterness towards him. Well, they fired you, Ron. So there's there's a reason to be to be potentially bitter if you were. And yeah, and I guess he could be a little bitter, honestly, when you think about the the way he was relieved of his duties here in Carolina. It was with four weeks left into the season in a year where he was asked to come back and be the head coach, David Tepper, the owner here in Carolina, could have moved on from Ron Rivera. It would have been within his rights to do so after that first season he was the owner and the Carolina Panthers fell down the stretch when they were started off 6-2. and two. He just fell apart, so he could have got rid of Ron, but instead he asked him to be the primary pay, play call on defense and to run a 3-4 defense and then, of course, getting rid of him with four weeks left in the season on a Tuesday, which is the off day for teams out there. So just kind of disrespectful in that way to do that to a guy who had been above board and been a saint here in Carolina for a number of years and really a great part of this community. So I can understand maybe where the bitterness might lie there if there are any that he's harboring um, towards David Tepper and his organization. But he's not the only one returning to Charlotte on Sunday. Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, both quarterbacks here. Kyle Allen was the starter for the majority of 2019 season last time Ron was the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. But Heineke's mainly been the guy so far this season. What have you seen from Heineke this year after coming off a big win against the Bucks on Sunday? Uh, he looks very much like a quarterback that doesn't have a lot of NFL experience. And, and that's, you know, that's the simplest way of putting it. But he also looks like a quarterback that you can see the reasons why he never really got his his full opportunity uh, to be a starting quarterback. Even in this season, you know, he's been the starting quarterback since really the, the second quarter of, of week one on. And still, you know, week in, week out, there's people writing, talking. I mean, we talk about it. We write about it, uh, about how, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick was supposed to be the starter. Ron Rivera just as recently uh, as the bye week even mentioned how the quarterback situation wasn't supposed to be what it is right now. When they came into the season, they weren't expecting this type of a development. So uh, there, you can see the reasons why the franchise wasn't wanting to go ahead with Taylor as a starting quarterback right off the bat, especially in a pursuit of back-to-back -back NFC East titles. Uh, inaccurate at times, you know, uh, the, the bad decisions, indecision sometimes uh, as well. You know, one game you're going to wish that he uses athleticism more the next game. Uh, you're going to wish that he wasn't even on the field sometimes. Coming off of his best game uh, easily, I think, of, of his career as an NFL starter against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even if some of the stats and, and QBRs uh, and all that stuff aren't the quote-unquote best of his career. I think from a functional standpoint and a play-on-the-field standpoint, definitely his best game. And uh, I think coming up in, in this game, he's going to need, if not the exact same performance, maybe even a better one to beat uh, this Carolina Panthers defense. Here's what's confusing to me, looking on the outside in at the Washington football team. So Ron Rivera, last two years, he's needed a quarterback. Rolled with Dwayne Haskins, who he inherited. was a former first-rounder at Ohio State. Sorry, the Ohio State University. That obviously did not work out. Then rolled with Taylor Heineke. Looked really good in the playoff game, but wanted to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has never taken a single team to the playoffs as a starting quarterback in the NFL. He gets hurt. He has to be in a role of Heineke. He's had every opportunity to go out there and get a, lot, a guy like Cam Newton, who he said to Charlotte Media today that it was a very bold move, what they did, because they have some talent there to bring in Cam Newton. 
So why wouldn't he want to bring in Cam Newton, considering none of the quarterbacks that he's had in his tenure have been starting caliber quarterbacks in the National Football League? Yeah, that's that's kind of the confusing part, right? I mean, when you know, well, the team also did they did enter into conversations with the Detroit Lions for Matthew Stafford, so they they did try to go after a quarterback that I mean, again, not you know, not the not exactly yeah, sure, 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 not exactly they, they, a playoff they, caliber resume either. But I mean, um, you know, the the talents I think is, is there at least better from what you've seen. So I mean, they did try to make some other moves. There were there were some conversations about whether or not they would try to trade up uh, in the draft to get a rookie. Obviously, that didn't happen, and he kind of hinted that leading up to the NFL draft that that wasn't going to happen uh, because of his experiences in Carolina of having a rookie quarterback and then trying to build around that guy. They wanted to build the team, insert the quarterback into the team. And I think that really was the plan with Ryan Fitzpatrick because, you know, while Fitzpatrick, you're, you're, you know, 100% right, he's never led a team to the playoffs and all that, they weren't necessarily looking for Fitzpatrick to lead the team to the playoffs. They were looking for the defense to lead the team to the playoffs and for the offense to put up enough points, basically more points than whatever the defense could hold your opponent under uh, to get them enough wins to get in the postseason. In, in some aspects, Ron has basically said the lessons he learned in Carolina have made him kind of avoid committing fully to a quarterback before he feels like there is a team worth committing a quarterback to. And I think he's trying okay. to stick to that gun. And I... I Honestly, was a little surprised after like week four, week five, that they weren't having the Cam Newton conversation. To imagine even Cam Newton at his age and some of the health concerns would be, if not an upgrade, a more entertaining equal, and and even that is is better than what you have. So I was a little surprised there. I don't know the full story, the relationship between the two, so I don't want to you know jump to conclusions. Say there must be some sort of beef there, or some sort of uh, rift there between the two gentlemen, but you know, it, it was a little bit surprising that we didn't see the Cam Newton thing happen or at least come up in conversation. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like Cam and Ron, obviously love each other. We go back to the preseason when they had the embrace up in Foxborough, when they had that preseason game, I, I can get why Ron Rivera maybe just wants to move on and move forward and have his own legacy outside of Cam Newton. Washington football team fans, this crossover Thursday episode of Locked on Washington football team podcast is brought to you by GetUpside. I'm David Harrison, and something that all of our listeners need to know about is the GetUpside app where you can make up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. All you have to do is download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN on your first trip, and you'll get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back on your first tank of gas using GetUpside. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using the GetUpside app. Again, just download it for free and use that promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right back to your account or to PayPal or an e-gift card to Amazon or other brands. Again, just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for your first gallon of your first tank of gas and get up to 50 cents per gallon back using the get upside app back here at the locked on washington football team podcast crossover thursday julian council joining me david harrison thank you again for making this show your first listen of the day let's get back to the conversation we've already kind of hinted at it danced around it a little bit julian but let's talk about it. cam newton back with the carolina panthers back 
fully, right? He made sure to announce that very, very loudly in Cam Newton fashion uh, last week, which I was, I was personally, I was very happy. So I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. There's a lot of Cam Newton haters out there. Um, I've always kind of danced on the line of like, man, he really kind of seems a little selfish in his public persona, but that's public persona. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. A lot of people seem to love him. So I kind of trust their value. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing Cam return, looking forward to seeing Ron and Cam back on the same field in Charlotte. What are you expecting though? Week two, I know he's going to get more or all the starter snaps, right? But how much freedom how much how much of a more of a cam newton-esque offense are you expecting this week against the uh, washington football team yeah and let me start off here too just addressing like the cam hate out there yeah it's so interesting to me like on the outside if people think he's selfish go back to sunday afternoon after the game did he stand at the podium by himself absolutely not no he stood there with robbie anderson and anybody who's ever played with cam newton has talked about just how much of a team guy he is, the energy that he has, and how he's the first guy in, last guy out, the old cliche. Like, that is Cam Newton in his essence. Mm. Bill Belichick said nothing but positive things about Cam and how he's such a team guy. But yet, there's still people out there who think Cam's a bad guy or that he's selfish when, since he's gotten back here to Carolina, he's talked about the past is the past it's all irrelevant this is not about me this is about a football team that has a chance to win games and I'm just coming in here and trying to help this team win that's mm-hmm. all I'm about I'm trying to win that's all I'm trying to do it's not about Cam Newton it's about the Carolina Panthers he's made that very clear and this is not new this is who he's been his entire career it's just folks have just wanted to ignore it yeah. because for whatever reason they don't like the guy and there are certainly reasons why they don't like them that we're not going to get into but for the most part he's been a pillar of the society here in Charlotte and the community. And he's also been a great team guy and a great team player. And that's just kind of a message out there to the folks out there who still hate Cam Newton for no reason, a person that they've never met in terms of what to expect from him on Sunday going to last week, only played nine mm-hmm. snaps. He was, they had about 10 to 15 plays that they could have had him go out there and run in a small package that they asked him to do after being signed on Thursday. Matt Rule, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, came out on Monday morning and said that Cam Newton would be taking the majority of the reps in practice with the first team. That has played out so far on Wednesday. That's what happened. He is in line to start, according to Matt Rule. That's what he said to the media on Wednesday afternoon. I would expect him to play probably every single quarterback snap out there on Sunday. Brian Burns, one of my favorite players coming out of the draft of the year, he came out. So he's a guy I've been paying attention to. My son loves Spider-Man, so there's even more reason uh, to yes. pay attention to it there. And, you know, the Watch football team offense just hasn't been very efficient, especially in the red zone. And, I mean, when you look at the rankings for the Carolina Panthers defense, that's where they're the worst is in the red zone, uh, 73.9% 30th in the NFL. But the rest of I mean, getting to the red zone is, is basically the hardest part of this whole thing. So for the Washington football team, if you're, you know, if, if you're Scott Turner, and I know you don't want to give away any, any trade secrets that are going to hurt your fan base's, you know, viewing pleasure, but – how do you attack this Carolina Panthers defense if you're if you have a quarterback like Taylor Heineke who is some mobility right not the most athletic but but athletic enough uh, not the strongest arm is going to definitely have to throw some guys open or anticipate uh, against some coverages and really the the only healthy wide receiver you have uh, with a whole lot of uh, elite level talent is Terry McLaurin and even him limited participant in practice on Wednesday banged up after uh, with a shoulder injury after that Buccaneers game. Yeah, I don't really know how they have success. Just looking at who's playing quarterback, and Taylor Heineke's had his moments, and I've enjoyed watching him play at least, you know, at points in times when I have checked out Washington over the last two years, particularly the playoff game last year on that Saturday night against New England or against Tampa. Sorry, Tom Brady doesn't play in New England anymore. Um, either way, 
the best way to be able to get to this defense is for the Panthers offense to do nothing all day. Because that's when the Panthers defense has struggled is when they've had to sit there out on the field for the majority of the day, where in the first half they're dominant, but they get worn down, they get tired, they play too many snaps, and then you've seen in the third quarter and fourth quarter of some of their losses, or probably the majority of their losses, where you see they're tired, and that's when teams start to be able to move the football. So really for the Washington offense to have success against the Panthers defense, they need the Washington defense to have success against the Panthers offense and be able to get off the field. Yeah. And that, and that's what, you know, I've said it kind of said earlier today, I've been kind of mulling this over my brain and I think locked on Washington football team audience might be a little surprised to hear me say that in order for Taylor Heineke to beat Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers, he's probably going to have to have a better performance than he getting than he did against Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champs. But I'm looking at the injury report, Julian, from Wednesday. Washington has more guys not participating that are starting caliber players on their roster than the entire Carolina Panther injury report. Uh, is this team really that healthy, or are there guys that maybe, I don't want to say that the, the team is holding out because, you know, that's that's obviously illegal in the league rules, but are there other injuries or other players that you're concerned with uh, coming into this matchup? I mean, they're starting to get there. Um, J.C. Horn, the rookie corner, who was their eighth overall pick, first defensive player off the board, who they took over a quarterback, he's probably done for the season. Now, he says he wants to be back for the playoffs, and this team, you know, the way things are going, they might be able to be a playoff team. Uh, Cam Irving, the starting left tackle, he's on IR right now. Same with Sam Darnold, as we all know. So those are only three guys who are key contributors throughout the season. And one of them, who the Carolina Panthers don't need anymore, and Sam Darnold, are only guys who are really going to be out in terms of IR. You have a couple um, offensive linemen in Deontay Brown, a rookie, and then John Miller, who started the majority of games at right guard this season, who have been designated to return. Same thing with Daryl Johnson, who's a special teamer. If John Miller, if he's able to go out and play on Sunday, I don't know if he starts in place of Trent Brown, who's been starting in his place there the last couple of weeks since he's been on IR at right guard, but that would be the only kind of injury where I see like someone coming back. But other than that, yes, the Carolina Panthers have gotten healthy when they were dealing with a lot of guys who were injured. Like they got Shaq Thompson back recently. They've been able to get Stephon Gilmore, uh, who was dealing with uh, the, the issue that with the, with the pup list. He's back. They also were able to get Shaq Thompson. Miles Hartfield, who also plays out there in their secondary. Like this is the healthiest that they've been since probably week one, week two, week three of the season. And they just got Pat Elfline back last week, who's now filled in for Matt Paradis, who's a starting center uh, for the Carolina Panthers. But he's now going to be there at center, which is the versatility that they brought him in for, where he can play guard and he can play center. So that's kind of worked out for the Carolina Panthers. So, yeah, they're they're fairly healthy for a team heading into uh, week 11 of the NFL season. Julian, we got one more segment. We're going to make some predictions. And and uh, I have a feeling I think I know where we're going with these predictions, but uh, we, we got to make them anyway and put them on the record. All right, let's do it. One more segment coming up here on this Crossover Thursday episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast, and it's brought to you by betonline.ag. Cam Newton is back in Carolina. Ron Rivera will be back in Carolina this weekend. And with a new web interface, betonline.ag is still your number one spot for your football action this season. Basketball is in full swing, so if you want some basketball action, betonline.ag is still your number one spot for that as well head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website sign up today if you haven't already and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on again that's promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit whether you're looking for basketball football hockey boxing or ufc action or you just want to play your favorite vegas casino games don't wait take advantage of all the amazing offers available in 2021 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts 
one more segment here of Crossover Thursday here in the Locked On Watch Football Team Podcast. Julian Council and David Harrison. Let's get back to the conversation. Sunday afternoon, it's homecoming here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Cam Newton's back. Ron Rivera's back. Taylor Heineke's back. Kyle Allen's back. The franchise, as some of the folks there in Carolina wanted to call him there for a little bit in 2019, you will never be forgiven by yours truly. You also have Joey Sly back for his second revenge game of the season against the Carolina Panthers, who cut him before the season. David, let's talk about some uh, keys to victory, a little bit of predictions here on the show. Well, you go ahead. You start off with the keys. The Washington football team winning this game on Sunday afternoon in Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, I like what you said earlier. I think third down is, is going to be the key. And, I mean, first and foremost for the Washington football team defense, getting Carolina – uh, to third down and 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 uncomfortable, right? Third and five plus is is has has to be a, a thing that happens, which means you got to win on first, you got to win on second down. Jonathan Allen is still there, hopefully tearing up the middle of the offensive line. We'll see what happens on the edge with uh, Chase Young now missing his first full game since his injury that he suffered last week, and Montez Sweat out for his second game. Right now, uh, you know the Washington football team defense not great against uh, teams in third downs. Fifty five point two percent of third downs are being converted against them. That's dead last in the NFL, so that's a big ask already. Uh, but like you kind of already talked about, if they can keep uh, the Carolina Panthers offense on the sideline as much as possible, and if Taylor Heineke can extend, I mean, listen, three 11-minute uh, drives would be amazing for this Washington football team offense if they can put that together. I don't know if that's too much to ask as well. Yeah, the storyline for Carolina is obviously going to be about Cam Newton and his return to Bank of America Stadium and what he can do on offense. and. I talked about this on my show the other day um, with the guests I had on that the message that they should have here in Carolina should be similar to the one that they had with Sam Darnold when they were trying to sell him to this fan base, which was despicable in its own right. Um, but that Sam Darnold was coming in here just to play his own role and that he didn't need to be a superhero and all that. And of course, Cam is Superman and every and everything we had seen here in Carolina for those nine seasons. But he's probably a different Cam Newton now. He's certainly more mature. His passing in terms of his accuracy has gone up as the offenses have evolved throughout his time in the league, and he's proven when he's been healthy the last couple of seasons that he can work within the frameworks of an offense. But still, he's trying to learn the playbook. He's trying to learn his offense and get the timing with his receivers. So it's not necessarily about what Cam Newton does, but he needs to do more than what Darnold and P.J. Walker did in the last couple of weeks when they had played and the Panthers were struggling. Take care of the football. It's as simple as that. When the Carolina Panthers, and this is simple football. It's a simple stuff that people say all the time. But when they take care of the ball, they win games. When they don't take care of the ball, they lose football games. They don't need Cam to go out there, throw for 300 yards, and run all over everybody on Sunday against Washington. They just need him to move the football, get it to his receivers like Robbie Anderson, who finally got involved last week, and DJ Moore, and then allow Christian McCaffrey, a guy who I forgot to mention who's now back from injury, let him cook, and this team will be just fine. Because defensively, going up against Taylor Heineke, Heineke's better than Zach Wilson, obviously. He's better than um, who's the quarter? Davis Mills down in Houston. He's better than Case McCoy or Colt McCoy, but like he's also not a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. And this defense has eaten up the likes of those guys so far this season. So I think the defense will take care of business as long as the offense goes out there and moves the football and takes care of the ball. I don't see how Carolina is not going to come out on top on Sunday, even if Ron Rivera does say that he has a few tricks up his sleeve for Cam, who he coached and probably knows how to defend better than anyone out there, even though no one's ever been able to defend Cam Newton when he's been at the top of his game. Right. Yeah, that's that's going to be the big question, man. Oh, yeah, he said he's got 
some some notes that he's been saving in, just for this type of situation. But again, I mean, you can game plan all you want at the end of the day. It's all about execution. And uh, unfortunately for the Washington football team defense, it hasn't been their strong suit during the uh, the largest part of the season. But uh, some some reason to be hopeful, even with the loss of Chase Young and Montez Sweat. But Definitely an uphill uh, climb for the Washington football team, which, of course, is going to lead us to our game previews. Julian, I'll let you, uh, home team, I'll let you go first on that one. What's your what's your game prediction here? Yeah, hmm, thinking about it. What's what, what's the line right now? Uh, trying to get on bet online right now, our friends over there. They have... Yeah, it's the Carolina Car- by three and a half. Three and a half. Wednesday afternoon. I like that. Yeah. I like that number. Even I think it's probably going to be closer. I think it's going to be pretty close. I, I would take Carolina at home. It's just the, the emotion in that building. And here's one of the big things about bringing back Cam Newton. This fan base was pretty checked out. And they. this is a, a transplant city, my hometown of Charlotte. It hurts my heart how many people have moved here and, and taken over this city from Buffalo and all these other places across the country. But it's good for us economically and all that. But either way, that stadium on Sundays has become basically – a road environment. The Eagles took over it, which you've seen in Washington happen before. Um, the Vikings shockingly took over it, and the Patriots, not so shockingly, took over that stadium. It's not going to be like that on Sunday. Now that Cam Newton's back, now that Ace Boogie, Ace Boogie's back in town, everyone's going to be fired up for that game with Ron Rivera come back to town. Just think about the emotions in that building and the energy that they had last Sunday. I don't see how the Carolina Panthers don't come out on top. And I understand that Washington played a good game against Tampa Bay on Sunday afternoon. They got to feel good about themselves. But losing Chase Young, that's another blow to that defense. Heineke, he's solid, but he's prone to turn the football over. And this defense has gotten a lot of takeaways this season. I think Carolina wins this game, and I think they cover. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got to go Carolina as well, and I'm probably looking at about a five-point spread that, that, that Carolina would be able to cover in this one, you know. Uh, again, Taylor Heineke, it's it's great to see him have the performance he did. He's a, he's a great young man to cheer for uh, and a story that you want to see have success. Maybe Disney can turn it into a movie someday. Uh, but until you see him start to put these types of performances together in, in strings and be consistent, it's hard to expect him to to show that type of consistency and going up against a defense against Carolina Panthers that, again, ranks you know top five, top ten in, in most, if not top 15 in every de- important defensive statistic category does not bode well for for young Mr. Heineke, who has had some issues uh, with decision-making and, and ball placement against some better defenses. And, you know, again, I know the, the performance against Buccaneers, but that Buccaneers defense is a far cry from what uh, the, the, the defense that won the Super Bowl uh, this last February. So, again, still not comparing apples to apples in that type of situation either. I would say that this Panthers defense is better than what the Buccaneers have on the field these days so far. Yeah, no doubt there'll be a ton of emotion Sunday afternoon here in Uptown Charlotte as the Washington football team visits the Carolina Panthers in a a big game for both these teams who hope to stay in the NFC wildcard race that is still wide open, even for a Washington team sitting there at three and six overall. All right, guys, once again, that was Julian Council, the host of the Locked on Panthers podcast on Twitter at Julian Council. I am on Twitter at DHarrison82. My co-host Chris Russell can be found at Russellmania621 and, of course, this show at Locked WFT Pod. Thanks again for making this show your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, check out the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, and expert analysis and insight 
from Lee Sterling. Once again, I've been David Harrison. Thank you, Washington football team fans, for joining me on this Crossover Thursday episode. Chris and I will be back tomorrow for our final look at this weekend's Week 11 matchup between your Washington football team and Carolina Panthers. Until we speak to you again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining me right here at the Locked on Washington football team podcast.